let me tell y'all about Ma Energy. If you haven't jumped onto the superfuel train, there's no better place to start than Ma Energy. It's specifically formulated to give gamers an edge over the competition. Their energy and focus blend gives you a sugar-free, no-crash energy boost, sharpening your perception and accelerating your reactions. I just spent $100 on this stuff because its pricing is so good and comparable to most energy fuel for gamers. There's so much energy that one small package is worth $150 of Red Bull, but it's better for you and more effective. The rewards program is easy to use, getting points for following on socials, but also for each dollar you spend. With it, you can get discounts on flavors or even a free shaker for your drinking ease. They also sell blue light glasses if you want to take better care of your gaming habits. For it to work, you need to click on the link in our description so you can use discount code MA10 and get 10% off at checkout. If you want to get 10% off, be sure to click on the link in our description and use discount code MA10. In this episode of TCC, I, JB, sit in front of the mic all by myself and share my story. Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of the TCC Show. This is episode 90, and today it's just me, JB. I'm going to be sharing my spiritual story. So we're going to get right into it. My story starts, um, weirdly enough, at a mega church. This is like my first experience of, of church that I remember. Um, I think I was around preschool, kindergarten-ish time frame. Um Big church in the local Vancouver area. Um, all I really remember is it was big and I didn't want to go to the children's program. That's literally all I remember. So I didn't. Um, from that church, we moved to Philida. So, and I do know I went started going to Philida in kindergarten. That's where I met. Um, I started to get introduced to a bunch of these people. Um, going through... Sunday school with them, getting to know them. In elementary school, um, it took me a while to really get comfortable at Philida and get to a point where I I wanted to like go to Sunday school. I actually wanted to be there. Um, and it wasn't until probably fourth or fifth grade until I really actually wanted to be there. Um, but I'll get to that a little bit later on. <clears throat> so the beginning days at Philida... Um, you know, my parents, it was, it was every Sunday. I mean, we go every Sunday. The only time that we wouldn't go is if we we're on vacation or my dad was hunting. Um, and around fourth grade, for whatever reason, I started getting, getting into trouble in Sunday school. And I don't know why, because if anyone actually knows me, that's not me at all. I'm like the quiet kid. Um, at least back then I was real quiet, really reserved, shy. Um, and I started getting in trouble and like, the discipline from both the church and like my parents, it wasn't really that big of a deal, but it, it made me realize like, okay, if I'm going to be here every Sunday, I want to get something out of it. So that's kind of the point at Philida where like this, like just this switch totally flipped in my mind where I'm going to get something out of it. I'm going to do everything I can to learn as much as I can and be basically be the best that I can uh, while I'm here. And, uh, so that kind of started this mentality of, you know, back then in Sunday school, it was always like memorize this verse or read this chapter of your Bible or do this. And it's like every week 
I was doing those things. I was memorizing those verses. I was, I was that kid that was like that, I guess, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say right here, but like that perfect church kid, I guess. Um, and that kind of rolled me straight into middle school. I was still had that attitude. And before I get into middle school, I kind of want to set the, the time frame and, and age gap. So as I was rolling into middle school, I was in sixth grade. Um, this is my first, I guess, um, exposure to this dream team that Noah had mentioned in his, uh, in his story. But it was, it was different than what Noah saw. Um, so I was in sixth grade. I'm four years older than Noah. So Noah was probably what, first or second grade ish. Uh, Something like that. He's giving me a kinda. So when I was in sixth grade, there was two interns that were college age students, I believe. And these interns were like the rock of the youth ministry. So you walked into the gym, which we've explained, and for youth group, and there's just there's kids everywhere. Um, there was a lot of kids in the middle school and high school when I first joined the middle school group, and the energy was crazy. I mean, the high schoolers were all big. They were tall. They all were crazy athletic. I mean, they weren't. Now, looking back, they were not crazy athletic, but to me as a sixth grader, like these kids were huge. Like you played dodgeball with them. You were getting freaking hit in the face. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. And that's when I really got to, uh, become friends with Andrew. Um, and even outside of church, I was hanging out with him. Um, and I got this whole different view of this high school age group. Um, so I became friends with those older, older high schoolers and I was just totally engulfed in middle school um, the middle school church group. So I'm going to try to make this as chronological as possible. It's going to be, it's going to bounce around a little bit, um, as far as the different, um, ways that I served and things that I did. So Noah talked about the zone as a student in middle school. I attended the zone. Um, I went to things like the lock-in. I brought friends. I, you know, it was kind of the, the time in my life where I had the most friend involvement outside of the church was my middle school days. Um, so the dream team, I really didn't understand the depth of the dream team until I got into high school. Um, it was my freshman year. And I remember the first time I went into the high school group Um, I don't really remember who was leading, but it was this big group of high schoolers and the topics that they were discussing in youth group were, they were way over my head. Like I, I thought I kind of had some, some Bible knowledge and knew my Bible pretty well. When I got in there, I, it was like, I just read a picture book and all of a sudden somebody's handing me a thesaurus and I need to figure out how to use it. It was, it was a crazy change in knowledge and, and just like biblical vocabulary and it was it was a real big eye-opener of how little I actually knew about the Bible but it was kind of cool to see um so 
throughout these years of going through middle school and getting into high school, my relationship with Andrew really grew. Um, I would go on camping trips with him every summer. I was at, I was like that kid that was at your house when you weren't there waiting for you to get home. I had the combination to their, to their garage. I would just be there when they got home. Um, I was always over there. They only lived a few blocks away from me. Um, and his mom is actually the reason I got started into, in the worship team. Um, she, she was a worship leader and was like, yeah, if you're interested, like, you know, grab a guitar, start playing. And, and I had been playing since I think like fourth or fifth grade at that point and started kind of playing, um, a little bit of worship music with her over at their place and just kind of like figuring it all out. Um, and then I would go to worship practice and just hang out in the, um, in the audience and just kind of play along with the worship team during practice. And that's where I first kind of got exposed to all that. Um, at that point I started playing the worship team. Uh, Andrew was running like our visual side of things, um, and recording the, ep- or not the episodes, the, um, sermons. And that's kind of when we started this whole worship two scene. Um, so worship two, we kind of described it in our vocabulary episode, our glossary episode. Um, I would get off of school Friday, three thirty. I'd walk over to the church, and me, my dad, and a couple other people. Uh, Andrew's dad, Andrew, typically. Um, so we'd start setting up the second worship service, and um. This was an every week thing. Uh, this is when me and Andrew really got involved. Um, we were we were setting up pretty much all the audio equipment, all the video equipment, um, and we would pretty much roll right into uh, worship practice after that. Um, I was running sound. He was running um, video stuff, or I was on the worship team playing down in worship too. Um, this was when I was really involved. So this was like, uh, Wednesday I'd go to zone. I had tag on Tuesday, Friday. I was rolling right into setting up worship two, And then I'd go straight to worship team practice. And then Sunday, uh, I was typically at church from like seven to noon or later. Um, and then plus youth events and everything. So really, really involved at this point. Um, so, talk about tag real quick tag for me was uh, a little bit different um started out in middle school small group of guys um we had the same leader i think until eighth grade or freshman year until that leader moved on from Philida. um and after after our main leader left, it was never really the same. I think we bounced around with like two or three or four different leaders, and it was just never it was never tight knit. So I was pretty much going to every youth event, um, every zone event. Um, I mean, my whole life revolved around church. Other than like sports, sports was really the only reason that I wouldn't go to zone, um, and that wasn't till eighth grade because basketball was after was after school in eighth grade. Um, and then when I had games in seventh grade playing basketball, um, so that kind of rolls us. Well, actually there was this big kind of scandal in the church, right? Um, 
the worship leader at the time, I think it, I think time frame wise, it was roughly around middle school. Um, I was playing in worship too. I don't think I started playing bass yet upstairs as part of the main worship team. That didn't start till like high school, but, um, a, our main worship pastor, um, ended up sleeping with a mom in the church of another family. Um, and pretty much just like through the whole church for a loop. I mean, like flipped everybody upside down. Um, it was pretty crazy. I wasn't like super close to the guy or anything. So it didn't really affect me. Like I was just like, okay, that sucks. Now who's our worship leader type of a deal. Cause that's kind of how my mind frame was. Um, I was still pretty young. Um, so it was it was cool though because my tag leader ended up stepping up into that worship leader role and just kind of took off with it. It was cool to see our worship changed a lot for the better. Um and it it probably really shaped him as a worship leader too, but um it was cool to go from looking up to him cuz he was an he was one of those like star interns. Um you know, as a tag leader and then now as a worship leader. So it was cool to kind of see how that all worked out. Um, you know, some people probably say it was this huge deal and it probably was for those families, but I mean, it didn't really affect me that negatively. Like I didn't hate the guy. I was like, all right, you screwed up, fix your marriage and fix your, fix whatever's going on and, and move on, I guess. But, um, that kind of takes us into high school. Um, high school youth group at this time, let's see. So a lot of those kids um, were, you know, juniors and seniors. And going back to the whole uh, gap in knowledge of, you know, the Bible and what they were learning, it was very interesting to see as they – they started to graduate out. The leadership changed. We got different interns. And towards my junior, senior year, our, our teaching inside of the high school youth group, like, kind of dropped off a cliff. I mean, my, my junior, senior year, I mean, it was crazy to see because my freshman year, we're talking about, like, um, the Torah. I think I'm saying that right, guy? Torah. The Torah, yeah like talking about stuff like that and like where the Bible originated from and like really deep theological things <clears throat> where I had no idea. And so I started to learn these things and then it, it, it just changed in this like very elementary teaching by the time I was a junior and senior because the freshmen they, they like catered to the freshmen, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but I don't necessarily agree with. Um, so that's kind of like high school group as far as the teachings. Um, <clears throat> I was leading the zone throughout high school. I went on a mission trip to Lakeview. Um, I, th <clears throat> I think I went twice. I don't remember. This is where I'm going to have to look back and figure that out. But actually, yeah, I think I went twice because the first time I was, I was, uh, 
I think like a freshman or sophomore. And then the second time I think I was a junior or senior. I could be thinking about this totally wrong. Um, and my second year, the the biggest thing I remember is I was sick almost the whole time. We got there. Um, and then we were there leading a vacation Bible school for elementary school kids. And that was the whole reason we were there. So we showed up, got all set up, had like a training day with some of the other youth from the local area, the parents. And like we, as Philida ran the entire vacation Bible school for this community. Like we were in the paper, like it was a big deal that we were coming into town to put this on. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see how this small community came together. And we put on, um, a couple youth events while we were there for middle school and high schoolers because VBS was just catered to elementary school. Um, so my second year, if I'm remembering this right, um, my second year on Tuesday of the Monday through Friday vacation Bible school, I got really sick. I had a temperature of like 104 degrees. I was just laid up in bed all day and like where we were sleeping was just a room in the church. So I was literally just laying in the floor on the floor in a sleeping bag all day long reading my Bible and praying for everybody that was there. Like it was, it was awful. Like it sucked. Um, so what was crazy is me and, um, I was like one of the main people, um, at that point. And the other kind of main female, she also got sick. So it was totally like a step up and figure it out moment for all the younger kids that were with us, which was super cool to see because it was very successful. Everything went really smooth. Um, and then by Friday, I was good. And Andrew's mom, I think it was on the drive home or something. She's like, yeah, I was I was pretty close to being like, yeah, we're going to an urgent care or something because you're pretty messed up. So and yeah, it was it was bad. I was just sweating my ass off all freaking day. And yeah, it was awful. But Super good mission trips. Um, let's see. Men's Roundup. So this was a guy's retreat at a, at a local camp um, in Oregon. And my dad has always gone. Um, and I started to go kind of hit and miss as I got older in my kind of junior senior year time frame and then a little bit after high school um I have very mixed experiences with it there were there were week it was just a weekend deal and there was times where I had a lot of fun and was very involved and there was other times where I just didn't want to be there um which was very interesting to me because it all depended it was during the summer and as soon as I turned 18 I went on the road working during the summer so I was gone pretty much three or four months out of the year I didn't see hardly anybody any of my friends anybody from church I mean a lot of things changed by you know when I left around June and when I came back around September um so a couple of the times I went to men's roundup you know I wasted these opportunities to really connect with my dad on a different level because I had a bad attitude and didn't want to be there. I just wanted to be at home or I would rather be working or whatever. Um, and the times that I, that I was like all in and wanted to be there, it was so much fun. Me and Gavin won a, uh, men's volleyball tournament. I mean, it was, it was so much fun. 
and we just would go around the camp and have, you know, it was just total fellowship and community. Those, those weekends that like my head was there and I wanted to be there. Um, so that was really cool. Um, so this, let's see, it's kind of takes, kind of takes me into still kind of the end of high school um, and right out of high school. So this is where my, my entire spiritual walk really changed. Um, oh, wait, before I even get into that, I got to talk about heart change. <laughs> so, so I went through heart change, I think my junior year of high school, junior or senior year. I think. Does that sound right, Kai? I don't know. Okay. Kai doesn't know. Um, and Heart Change is kind of the first place where I really actually got to know Kai for the most part. Because before that, I didn't really know him. The age gap was big enough that we just didn't really hang out. I hung out with his brother a lot. but um, So Heart Change for me was very interesting. Um, I went into it with a good attitude. I was willing to figure out, you know, what I had going on. Um, and I ended up leaving the workshop with an entire weight lifted off my shoulders. So basically I figured out that I had been living based on all the expectations that my parents put on me. Not that they parented me bad. Cause I don't think they did. I have a great relationship with my parents. Um, I always had the idea in my head that I had to be working, I had to be making money, and I had to, I just had to have my shit figured out, basically, which is completely false. If I didn't want to work, I didn't have to, but it, that was like what was put on my heart, basically, from them, um, and how I received, I guess, how they parented me. No fault of their own at all. That's just how I received it. Um, and after that, it, it kind of, I felt the same way about my spiritual walk with God. Um, it made me take that completely into my own and really shaped me and, and helped me achieve a, a better relationship with God. Um, which is very strange because of my actions after heart change. I went very backwards as far as my walk with Christ. I basically said, oh, like this is my own deal. Like I don't have to have this relationship if I don't want it. It was a very strange like like freedom from all the expectations, which was I took it very wrong um, looking back at it. Um, but I came back even stronger than I think I would have if I would have just came straight out of heart change and just like went for it. Um, this is where I really started to come into my own with, you know, and my identity in Christ was truly mine. Um, me and Gavin kind of teamed up and we were just like <laughs> literally just balls to the walls for God. Like that's the only way I can really describe it. Um, we were going to another local church um, that the it was more it was more kind of towards youth. Um, we would go on Sunday nights. The worship was insane. There was so much energy. There was probably what two or three hundred 
youth age people from anywhere from high school to college age and kind of like fresh out of college. Um, and I mean, the, the presence of God was like electrifying. It was crazy. It was awesome. We were just super engulfed in the Holy spirit. Um, and me and him, like we kind of took that into the zone and we would go in another room during, um, kind of the lesson time and just pray for the students and pray for the staff. And it was probably the most I've prayed in my entire life. I mean, we were just, we were just going for it. It was, we saw awesome things happen, um, both in ourselves and in the, the students and staff members. Um, you know, it was cool to see, you know, hey, so-and-so's coming up through the ranks of zone. They're teaching their first lesson today. We're just going to cover them in prayer and just see what happens. And, and really, really good things happened. God worked very well through that. Um, so at this time, me and Gavin really wanted to, we really wanted to get a similar church event started at Philida. Um, kind of aimed for middle school or excuse me, high school and college age students. Um, basically being able to open it up to um, more people outside of our regular church family. So that way they, you know, they would have a place to come. Even if they didn't want to come to flight on Sunday, they could come to this worship night and just be filled with the Holy Spirit through through the worship and just through God's presence there. Um so we took this um, to a church leader and kind of laid it out for them, and we just got shot down hard. Um, like, nope, don't think that's going to work out. Um, sorry, basically, is is how I took it. Um, that might not have been the reality of it, but that's definitely how I received it. So uh, we basically said, all right, let's go to someone else, which happened to be Kai's parents. Um, and presenting them with the idea, um, through me and Gavin, it never really went anywhere, but it ended up, I, they kind of used that idea and I think kind of, um, and started, uh, kind of a more organic way of having a worship night, I guess. Um, I never went to any of them, unfortunately, so I don't know what ended up coming of, of their, their night, um, but that was a huge letdown in my mind. And like things that I remember about Philida is, you know, me and Gavin were so fired up for God and wanted to put on this night and, and just really present, you know, public school kids or whoever, a place to just invite your friends and, and let them hear God's spirit through music. Because that to me is kind of like my best way of, of, receiving God's Holy Spirit through worship. Um, and it was a huge letdown to me still to this day. Um, but I'm sure they had their reasoning and the most frustrating part was, and then they started this thing called voyage later on after I was out of high school and really not involved. And to hear the stories about how oh, it wasn't really that great or whatever, um, was a little disappointing because of everything me and Gavin had planned and wanted to do and, and build, um, there in that community. Um, so I got my first tattoo. Um, I think I was 19. So I had graduated high school. Um, 
and it's on my left forearm and it's Jesus on a cross and and his arm um basically Jesus's hand goes into my hand um and it's him on a cross and then on the back side of my forearm um there's a uh basically a dark cloudy scene lightning running across it um representing the um when he actually died and, and uh thunderstruck and um all that so the reaction from from the church after i got that was was interesting um a lot of people were like oh now you really have to represent god you got jesus on your arm and all this stuff and um to me it wasn't really any more pressure it was like it's a conversation starter if you know if anything to me i mean i've had people at freaking gas stations asking what my tattoo is and you show them it's like oh it's jesus on the cross that's awesome um and even like uh the main pastor was like oh that's really cool like that's awesome and i wasn't expecting that um just from how conservative Philida was which was um, what I expected was just negative, um, negative reactions, I guess. Um, so some time goes on and my parents end up going through heart change. And, um, cool thing about that was they didn't really understand what I got out of heart change until they went through. Um, and at that time it was after they went through, I was able to talk to them and, and, they started to understand what I was feeling. Um, cause I never blamed them for anything. Like they just didn't really understand. They're like, Oh, you're just searching for the, something that was wrong. Cause you're fine. And that, all this, um, kind of stuff. And they, they finally started to understand, okay, that makes sense. It wasn't anything we did wrong. It was just how your, your heart took it. Um, so around this time I started playing bass for, um, Gavin and his mom um, on the worship team upstairs at this time, I think worship two has kind of faded out. Um, and we had this whole mentality of like worshiping. If you're going to be on the worship team, you're fully invested in worshiping Christ on stage to show, um, to show the congregation, I guess, show them the expectation of what they should be doing as well. Um, and it was some of the most awesome worship I was a part of, uh, while at Philida. Um, that kind of takes me out of high school. Um, and I start going to the young adults group, which was a group catered towards, um, either late high school in some cases, Noah, um, and then mainly college age students. And this was an okay group. I didn't feel super, I guess, involved in it. And I don't know if a lot had to do with the fact that I was always gone every summer. So after I turned 18, so I turned 18 my junior year of high school and every summer, so my junior year summer, my senior year summer, I was gone. Um, and then for two more summers after that. So it was like every summer where all of these students are off of school and hanging out and growing together, I was never a part of um, because I was always gone on the road. Um, like my last summer I was gone for 36 days straight, I think, or 32 or something. And then home for, I was, I came home once during that, uh, for one night and then went back and worked 14 days straight to end that 
month. Um, but I don't know if that had a lot to do with the fact that I kind of grew apart from a lot of people around that time frame, probably. Um, I mean, I came back one time and like Noah and Malia were a thing out of nowhere. I was like, all right, that's awesome. Like, love you guys. <laughs> you know, uh, so I feel like I missed a lot uh, around that time. And that's kind of when I kind of started to, I guess, grow apart from Philida at, um, to a sense. But that young adults group, you know, it was one of my buddies from high school. Uh, Andrew's brother was there. His wife was there. You know, some other young adults were also there. <clears throat> um, and that was all pretty good. It was okay. Um, I'd go sometimes, sometimes I wouldn't. And then one Sunday, uh, the leader pretty much called me out for having a spiritual gift in front of everybody. And it was totally, I, I, I didn't even know what to say. I just, I was completely taken back from it. Um, number one, I had, had no idea how she found out about it because I didn't go around telling everybody. Um, and number two, it was completely out of place. Um, it didn't help the conversation. If anything, it took, I I don't even know if I've seen that leader since then anyway, honestly, no idea. Um, but that kind of started the whole, like, all right, I'm kind of done here type of deal. Um, I was serving, I had always served a lot Um, and I always had these frustrations of, okay, I have a really good work ethic. I'm, you know, if somebody gives me a task, I do it until it's done. I get it done quickly. Um, and I was feeling very used and taken advantage of because of that. Um, and there's one instance at the end, kind of the end of my time there that really sticks out to me, but I'm not, I'm not butthurt about it. And I don't hold this person. I don't hold anything against this person, still love them to death. Um, I was asked to set up a heart change workshop and, um, I showed up to help to what I thought was just help set up and nobody was there. Um, so I call a guy like, Hey, yeah, sorry. I threw my back out. I was like, all right, well, I got it, I guess. I was completely by myself, set the whole thing up, called my dad he was busy so he came when he was done but pretty much set this entire workshop up completely by myself and it was pretty much that point I was like all right I'm done helping like I if nobody else wants to help I'm not going to do all the work around here um I was just I was just tired of it and just it it took the whole serving God out of it because I was just pissed like I I didn't want to do I didn't want to do anything anymore um, cause I was always the go-to, I was always the phone call like, yep, JB will be there. He can take care of it. Um, which I didn't mind for a long time when I had help. And then it got to the point where nobody else wanted to help. And I was like, okay, well you guys can figure it out. Cause I'm, I'm done. So, um, I feel like there's some gaps in there between high school and kind of out of high school that I'm missing. I'm sure I am. Um, but it kind of takes me into where we're at now. Um, basically right now, I feel like I'm lacking a lot of, you know, Christian community. Um, I haven't really found a church that I actually like. I've tried a couple, um, I've actually tried a handful. 
Um, and nothing, nothing really feels like home like Philida did. And I'm struggling with that for sure. And I've tried some churches with Noah and Malia, um, that have been okay. Um, but that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just trying to figure out kind of where I sit and what, um, you know, what kind of church I want to find, I guess, you know, I've gone to some bigger, to some bigger, you know, kind of mega churches and you just kind of blend in. So, I mean, if you want to get filled up, that's awesome. Go there real quick. But then it's like you leave and nobody even knew that you were there. And that's kind of weird. Um, so that's my story. I'm sure we'll bring up a lot of good points in the discussion. Um, thank you guys for listening. Peace. No, farewell. farewell.